great. If I can just see where I am. Right. Can you see all, Can you see this okay? Uh, yeah, let's pray. Father, we, we pray that as we spend this time uh, together looking at your word, we pray that you would draw near to us. Thank you that it's not just a book, it's not just uh, words on a page, but it's God-breathed. And we, we pray, Lord, that we may kind of yeah, sense th- your breath upon our learning and our hearing. We pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and help us as we uh, tackle uh, these issues today. So, Lord, draw near to us, we pray. We don't take your presence for granted. We thank you that you graciously draw near, and we, we pray that you would do so, and we pray that you would teach us and bring glory to the Lord Jesus. In his name we pray. Amen. So, uh, as you may know, we've been looking at the Ten Commandments, uh, as they're called, or the Ten Words, is, which would be a better kind of expression. That's the word that the Bible uses for them. These Ten, these ten Commandments, God speaks. And, um, yeah, so as we rem- may remember that God speaks to the Israelites. Remember the key context. It was a while ago uh, since I was here doing this. But you remember they were brought out of Egypt. They were rescued from their slavery And they were brought out into the desert to worship God. And they've arrived at the mountain which God had promised they would be uh, able to meet him uh, again. God had promised Moses that right at the beginning. And they're also en route for this land that God has promised them. And remember in Exodus chapter 19, God enters a relationship with them. It's not just that they're here to worship him. He actually says, you're my people. I have brought you to myself. I took you on eagle's wings. Remember, he says, you're going to be a special possession to me. There's this whole sense of them belonging to him. They're to, to, to be in relationship with him. And these words that he gives them in Exodus chapter 20 are, if you like, words about what it means to live with God, to live as God's people. It, it's, it's all, is that not worked? Anyway, yeah, so um, the the, the first kind of thing about these words is that they're about how they're going to live with God, live with him as his people. The first four are all about their relationship with him. So the first word says, you shall have no other gods before me. I'm the Lord, your God. I brought you out of Egypt, no gods before me. That's the first word. The second one is, you're not to make any images Uh, When you worship, you're not to worship something you've made because I'm the Lord your God. And then the third one is all about, remember, bearing the name of God. He said, you're my people, my name is upon you, and so you're going to live in relation to that. That would affect the way you behave. And these are all about their uh, relationship with him. Then we saw last week, you're to have a day, not just a day of rest, but a, a holy day. A Sabbath, a day to appreciate who God is, a day that celebrates the, the God that has brought you out of Israel, out of Egypt en route to this promised land is the God who created and who rested and who wants to be part of your life. And you can take a day in particular so that you don't forget that key reality about who you are. And then, then, then it, moves, it moves on to other words about um, living with other people. That's the next part of it, really. And it starts to talk about your life in, in your family, your life in society. And then finally, in the, the last word about coveting, it's kind of back to our inner lives again. 
Jesus summarized the whole of the law. Do you remember how he summarized it? Love, love the Lord your God with all your heart and your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus took two, two he took, takes the first commandment and he takes another uh, word from Leviticus, actually, uh, chapter 19, I think, uh, and, and summarizes that in, Luke, uh, in Matthew 22 as summing it up. And lots of people will look at the Ten Commandments and say, you know, they're in like two halves. The first half are about loving God and the second half is about loving your neighbor. And that's worked out in these different ways in the, in the um, commandments. And the Apostle Paul takes that up in Romans 13 and in Galatians 5. He says the whole law can be summed up in these words. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbor. So let's start off by reading. If you've got a Bible, if you haven't, you can probably pass some around. From Exodus uh, chapter 20, uh, which is on page 78. So Exodus 20, verse 12, just to get the commandment. It's only one verse. And then actually, I want to pop over to a New Testament quote of it. So Exodus 20, verse 12 says, um, Honor your father and your mother, so that you may live long in the land the Lord your God is giving you. And then if you keep one finger in that and turn over to Ephesians 6, Uh, which is on page 1177. This is a whole section, actually, about how, as you can see halfway up the previous page, the uh, translators have put a a title in called Instructions for Christian Households. Um, That is in itself is an application of the previous verse. And there's a reason I'm telling you this, by the way. So if you look up at chapter 5, verse verse 18, and 1176, do not get drunk with wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Keep on continually being filled with the Spirit, says the Apostle Paul to this church. And this is how that's expressed as you're speaking to one another, as you're singing with songs, you're making music, you're giving thanks, and then you're submitting to one another. All those things, singing, giving thanks, speaking, it's all flowing out of being filled with the Holy Spirit. That's an important point. So when it comes to chapter 6, Paul says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment, with a promise, so that you may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Or it could be parents, do not exasperate your children. Interesting then, the the commandment is to honor your father and mother, interestingly, uh, in a culture where women counted for pretty much nothing uh, at the time of the Old Testament, um, uh, there's this very clear d- instruction that the father and mother are seen to be equally honoured by children or within the community. There's also, as Paul says, a promise attached that you may live well in the land. The idea of well-being and goodness is being rooted in a family relationship going well it's a foundation you many people have argued that you can only really do well in community if you're kind of doing well if relationships in families are working well 
The word is honor. And when uh, it's applied to children in the New Testament, um, it's obey. But it's actually wider than that. The word honor means, uh, it means kind of weight. It's the same kind of word as glory. You know, when you talk about God's glory, uh, it's like a, uh, the weight of God's glory. Well, this is the same, same, it's not about glory, but it's about kind of honoring. It's kind of allowing people to have like the weight or the worth or the value or the respect that they deserve or maybe even don't deserve. That's another thing. Uh, we may talk about later. So here's a question. Why does this parent-children relationship matter so much? Why do you think it matters so much, in your opinion? Do you think that's true? Talk to each other about it for a minute or two. Just two or three minutes. Conversation. That's why you're around tables or sitting in groups. Have a chat about it, and then we'll, we'll see what we think. Okay, um, I wasn't necessarily looking for a long discussion. We will have longer discussions a little bit later. So when that happens, if you're feeling you might want to regroup and make some bigger groups, then feel free to do that. But um, yeah, any quick answers? I was thinking, I suppose, about society generally or our experience as human beings. But anyone want to throw any reasons why this seems to be so important? Respecting one another is a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's something that is uh, <coughs> some significant. Yeah, yeah, possibly that's something we can explore. Yeah, children can be taught by their parents. I suppose that's uh, yeah. Any other thoughts from? Right. My generation. Yes, yes. You know, well, that's the way it is. Yeah. So, so they kind of quite, were yeah, quite strong. They weren't yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was thinking that, I mean, in more, if you like, general um, sociological type of terms, I suppose, whatever that might mean, that just at the very basic level, it's the very first relationship we ever experience is with our parents, isn't it? Yeah, and... and and it comes into our lives at a point when we simply could not be more vulnerable. So, you know, there, there's re- a reason. Come in, brothers, come in, welcome. Go, go, there's some seats over there. Um, we're thinking about uh, relating to our parents. And, you know, how we experience the very basic stuff of living comes through them, doesn't it? So everything we are going to learn about security about trust, about love, about value, the first place we're going to experience any of that will be uh, through them. And if we're parents, through us, for our children. So that's significant. I think some people have said, yeah, and it's, um, it's where we learn to live with boundaries, you know, significant others in our lives who, for good or ill, help us to kind of shape our behavior. So that, again, these are really fundamental things. But I think most importantly, um, it shapes how we are loved. We experience love or not from our families, don't we, first of all. 
um, to be loved influences many people will say, or the way we're loved influences our ability to love ourselves or to love others. And all of that is coming through our families to start with. And I know we often joke about therapy and, you know, counsellors and, you know, it's all your family and you blame them. But actually, the reason counsellors and therapists talk about it, because it's true. And if, if you often look back, you will see, that's why in, mar- in the marriage maintenance course, I think one of the things that the couples are doing is looking into their family backgrounds and what their parents' marriages were like, because you kind of bring that stuff into your own marriage. So th- these are the kind of reasons why... It's important. And we see it in people's stories about their parents. We could probably spend hours talking about, particularly maybe as guys, because most of us are men here, our fathers and our relationship with our fathers and how that has affected us in different ways. So we see it in people's stories. Um, For different reasons, I I wouldn't necessarily recommend the film, but it's up to you whether you watch it. But I went to see uh, Rocket Man, the kind of, musical based on Elton John's music and songs. And, and, and that the, f- the early part of the film, a, a very strong feature of it is, is his relationship with his father, who was not there, who was cold, who was distant. And there, there's a, a big thing about he just wanted to be loved by his father. He just wanted his father to accept him and love him and hug him, actually. Is, is a, uh, and now Elton John was part of the, you know, he was the executive producer of the film, so presumably, and he's talked about this in interviews as well. Um, to be fair to his dad, who uh, was divorced from his mother and subsequently had another family, they say it's a bit harsh on him, but he, so he learned, his father learned. Anyway, th- the point is that our fathers, our relationship with our fathers. Now, this commandment basically underlines um, God is committed to families. The commandment kind of underlines that. God is interested in our families. They're God's idea. They're not just a social construct, but they're kind of wired into our personal histories. And we see that in the commandment. But the Bible (coughs) is really open about how messy families can be. I mean, the family life of Jacob that the children are looking at in the, the main hall it's just one example of a terribly dysfunctional father and a, and a dreadfully dysfunctional family. And yet it's in the Bible, and there is some resolution to it. Not all, you know, there's a lot of pain as well. Um, but it's there because it underlines God's heart for families and God's commitment to be involved with us in our families, as he was in Joseph's family. To help us, and that's why I read Ephesians 5 verse 18. At the beginning of that family section, be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is able to help us and in, the, in the practicality <coughs> of, of, of being fathers or parents and also honouring our own. We need God's help in that, don't we? Oh, I could share stories of that. So God is committed to families but also, there is this thing, as um, Les said, God is the father. And, 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 and he's the father to Israel in, in the Old Testament. You know, there's a um, reference to God being, bringing his son, his firstborn son. He describes Israel out of Egypt. And there is this sense that, that God 
even in the Old Testament, is understood to be the Father, to have this covenant relationship. Of course, when Jesus comes into the world, he is always talking about God as our Heavenly Father. The first line of the Lord's Prayer, our Father in heaven. He's our Father. And uh, that is important. Ephesians chapter 3 has this phrase. It says, all fatherhood is rooted in God. And that's important. That fatherhood comes from God, which is why we, we, we try as we can to honor that as we honor our, our fathers and mothers. And also, as we, see, as we shall see in a moment, to be kind of honoring uh, or to be ab- enabling others to be honoring us or others, as it were. Some of us may be thinking, well, my dad you know, is, was, was terrible. Uh, lots of guys my age and maybe younger, lots of us have had terrible relationships with my father. I had a terrible relationship with my father till he had a stroke in 2003. Um, not 2013. Um, and our relationship changed from that point on. I can tell you a story about that. But, uh, but um, so what do we do if our, my father, my dad wasn't particularly bad. I just, we just had no connection whatsoever in, in many ways about anything. He wasn't awful. He wasn't difficult for me. Others have, has, have perhaps had more damaging experiences than that. J. John in the book 10 uh, has a, a good example. He said, um, say uh, you've, you know, had a 50 pound note in, you know, and you've, you thought, I got that 50 pound note, don't see many of them, great, I'll go and spend it, you go to Waitrose, they look at it, they think, that's not, a f- that's a counterfeit one, that, that 50 pound note is absolutely rubbish, you can't use that 50 pound note, it doesn't work, it's, it's not right, so, so what do you then do, do you say, I will never ever use a 50 pound note again, someone offers me a 50 pound note, ha, my experience of 50 pound note, I'm not going to go there again, um, I'd rather have none. No, just because we've, if you like, experienced something that is less than perfect does not mean that the perfect father does not exist. And we sh- it's not that we kind of read and say, well, God is, God is like my father. We're saying, I know what God as father is like. I just wish my father had been more like God, but I have to deal with that somehow, some way. Any comments on anyone got any comments to make so far? You used the word observing the uh, boundaries of your parents, right? That was, that was what something meant. Yeah, that was something, yeah. And honouring that, what happens if the boundaries of your parents are not good boundaries? Mm. Do we still honour them? What do you think? <laughs> well, actually, we will come to that. We'll come to that in a, min- in a minute. Sorry, I will... No, it's right. It's okay. I'll just park that. Any other comments on what we've said so far? Or should we crack on? Let's crack on and then we can spend more time uh, talking. So I want to um, hope that this works. Can I get this through onto the next one? So it's one thing to know it. What about doing it? Now the Bible um, tackles this in two directions. There's this command firstly to honour our parents. Okay, And then Paul in Ephesians, as we saw, talks to parents and tells them not to exasperate their children. He basically says, 
don't provoke your children to anger, actually, is the, the phrase. Um, in other words, we don't just honour, but we also need to be people, I think, who enable our children to honour us. The commandment kind of works in both directions. Do we kind of get it that we need to make it easy, <laughs> if we're fathers, for our kids to honour us? Because there's some responsibility there in that way. And maybe that will you know, help us if our, if our parents were... Cri- of course, none of this really, um, all of this applies for God's people. If your father was a, not even a Christian, then in a sense you, you can wish that he'd behaved differently or your mother had behaved differently, but you can't kind of blame God for that they didn't keep commandments that he gave to his people anyway doesn't mean that you you just forget it but it's just something to bear in mind well yeah to to enable i'm thinking about to enable our children to honor us um but yeah you go come back pete that's fine yeah just i just wonder if it's it's about creating an environment where it's possible to hmm okay yeah okay yeah Right. Yeah. 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 Sure. But he's he's shown grace and mercy in a way that has enabled me, Mm. but it hasn't been easy. Right. Yeah. Fair point. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I suppose I'm thinking about within our within our our families, if we are fathers or we grandfathers or whatever, um, we can make it harder for them to honour us by the way we behave, or we can make it. Easier, that, I suppose that's what I, that's what I was thinking of. Um, now, this may well apply to your personal situation, or maybe not, but I'm thinking we could apply it a bit more widely. Let's think of like a, a community like the church, church family. We sometimes call it the church family. That's a, a, an idea from the New Testament where that language is used. And in 1 Timothy 5, there's no need to turn to it, Paul actually encourages Timothy, who's a relatively young man. I don't know whether he was married or not, we, we don't know. Whether he was a father or not, we don't know. But Timothy um, is told to think of older men as fathers, to think of women as mothers, women in the fellowship that he's uh, leading, and younger women as sisters. So I thought we could spend some time now in groups, kind of uh, talking this through a bit. So here's a question. How do we honour our parents? Or if, you, uh, if it's not appropriate for you, maybe think about in the community, how do we honour older people? How can we have a place where we honour? Well, how can we be a community that honours parents, maybe our parents, or maybe older people in the church family? That's one question to think about. And connected to, to it, would be what are the challenges to this are there limits to our honoring that's your question martin you know are we supposed to you know if our parents are telling us to do wrong stuff what's the limit and how does that work so you can choose in your group if you want to talk about those yellow questions that's one cluster and i've got 
And the other one is, how can we, uh, can you see this? How can we enable our children or our younger people in our community to honor us? Okay, how can we live in a way that makes it, not, yeah, possible uh, and relatively easy for children and young people to honor us? Or if you want to think about, if you have children or grandchildren, you can think about your experience. And what could we do differently? so that we don't exasperate them, okay? So choose in your group a yellow question or a red question and uh, have a chat about it for 10 minutes and then we'll feed back at the end. If you want to make the groups, you know, reconfigure them. Uh, I don't know whether Cheyenne and Narash want to join with um, uh, Peter. Uh, or, or anyway, just feel free. That's okay. I'll check out, see what the timing's like. Um, did you all do... Uh, who did the yellow questions? And who did the red ones? <laughs> or who did both of them? <laughs> or none of them? <laughs> okay. Whatever. So, uh, did anyone? <laughs> well, let's start here. Anyone talk about these questions? About how to honour our parents or older people? Practical ways? What are the challenges? Are there, what are the limits to that? You talked about that, yeah. To listen, to listen, yeah. Okay, uh, let's stick with that area. Any other thoughts about... We did that one, and we did, um, I think, the thing instead of us thanking their parents. Mm -hmm. Thanking, yeah. Yeah, yeah, thanking. And how, yeah, that, how, would we do, how, would, how do you do that? Just by telling them. Well, you do that, yeah. If, if there's yeah. a good quality there uh, yeah. that you agree with, then that yeah. maybe comes yeah. to yeah. that yeah. quality. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So that, in a way, is thanking them. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, maybe just taking... You know, saying to them, you know, thank you for bringing us up. Yeah, yes, speaking it out or sending the card or... Because often we don't say things, do we? So maybe speaking, it, it goes with the, with the listening, listening, you know, to, to kind of tell them these things. Time, yeah. Time. Yep. Any other thoughts on this, that area? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like a kind of understanding, yeah. isn't it? I think sometimes I know I'm I've been I I'm I'm still am very harsh on my parents, I think. I think I I sometimes judge them for things that well they did the best that they could. Yeah. And sometimes it's hard to or sometimes there are reasons why you know they have failed us or whatever. So yeah, understanding. Can I put that up? Can I just tell you a funny story? Because it, it is related to me. My dad was an appalling driver. <laughs> I mean, it really was. If he'd be driving down the road, he'd stop if he saw something he wanted. I said, Daddy, can't do that on the motorway. Why not, son? Because we can't. <laughs> you know? um, and I learned subsequently, when he was quite an old man, 
he'd never take a driving test. Right. He'd been in the last war and he'd driven tank carriers all over Europe yeah, yeah. fighting a war, never taken a driving lesson, so consequently his driving was terrible. Right. And I judged him on that. Yeah, yeah. I'm but coming standing here so the microphone sorry. picks it up. No, that's yeah, right, yeah. But, you know, but the, the, the reality was I, I didn't know enough about it. I hadn't asked him. Right. So I hadn't had the opportunity to listen or to talk or anything. But it was only when he was an older guy and he'd stopped driving and we were chatting about it one day and he told me a story. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt, partly felt really guilty. I mean, uh, is there anyone now identify that with when, you r when you understand? Because somebody, actually, I, someone I read said one way of appreciating and honoring the older generation is to ask about the stories, mm -hmm. to find out. I mean, my, my dad is 93, 94, my mum is 88, and, and they, I'm finding out things now that I've never known before mm. about them. And, and some, uh, it's finished now. Oh, okay. Oh, oh right, okay. Well, we'll probably be, they'll probably be for a three minutes because they were Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Have they finished in the main hall? Oh, well, that's all right. They'll come and tell us. We'll wait till they're finished. Yeah, that's all right. Oh, that, I've got more time than I thought. The ladies are writing on a stone. That's <laughs> interesting. Right. <laughs> Not with chisels, I think. But, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the vibe. Uh, any, more, um, any more things uh, about the... I, this question of limits um, is an important one, I think. Um, Jesus' example is interesting. Uh, if you follow it in Luke, uh, is it Luke 2 or Luke 3, after Jesus' incident in the temple when he was 12, where technically he was, you know, it was bar mitzvah time. He, he, while he wasn't an adult in that culture, he did have more responsibility. And it says in Luke, Luke says, he... he he obeyed his parents. He, he chose, he, he said he, he returned with his family and he subjected himself to them. He chose to honor them. And, you know, that, was, that was his choice to do. I think that's interesting. But of course, when you look a bit further, remember when uh, in the Gospels, when his family, his mother, uh, thought that he was going mad and they all came along and they wanted to take him away and, you know, put him in an asylum or to a place of safety or whatever. And remember, he said, uh, Jesus said to them, look, you, they're not my family. My family are the people who, you know, do the things that God says. So as that was obviously, you know, there was a limit to what he would do for, with his parents. Because then on the cross, uh, in John's gospel, he makes sure his mother is looked after, you know, even as he dies, he says to, to John, go and look after your mother. So, Again, if you track it through, you think clearly, you know, honouring, obeying when we're adults is not just doing every whim of our parents. There's, there's discernment and wisdom to follow in that. So I think we... Sorry, I know that's not what you're asking, but as you were talking, it no, sure. think about it. When children get married, of course, it, it changes. Mm, some, mm. Uh, some parents yeah. don't like to let their children Yeah, go. yeah, yeah. And yeah. some children don't break. Yeah. 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 I think that's very true. When marriage occurs, then e e even adult, you know, although by then I hope people have, we're in a phase where our children honour us voluntarily. But yeah, we want to encourage them to their 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 spouse is the prime relationship in their life from then on, and that sometimes 
goes wrong. I think we're, we're coming to the end. We haven't had a chance to talk about that. Um, can I just uh, feed that feedback some possible ideas? We need to accept. How do we honor our parents? We can accept and appreciate them. We've said that. Spend time with them. Talk with them. Tell them about your life. <laughs> you know, when I see my parents, I saw my parents the other day. My dad said, how are things in the fellowship? And it's just e- it would be very easy to say, oh, fine, you know, or oh, I can't be, you know. Do, do you know what I mean? But I thought when I was preparing this, I thought, no, I should. <laughs> Sorry? What? <laughs> I, I, what did I say? I, just, I can't remember what I said. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, but that thing about to share with my parents that they can pray for me still. Sometimes I don't respect them enough to even think that they might pray for me. when of course they do. So, I mean, that's a, a something I was challenged about. Thank them. We've said that. Somebody said forgive them. Sometimes that is for some of us that is hard. And especially if they aren't willing to even admit that they've done anything wrong. Or they carrying on in the same behavior. But there is that sense in which we can l- kind of let it go before God, that we're not carrying all the bitterness and anger and you know, frustration. That, that, so that should that day come when that parent says, I did wrong, I'm sorry, you can say, I'll declare forgiveness straight away. It's okay. But you can't declare forgiveness in that sense before someone even realizes they've done something wrong. But you can let it go from festering in your own heart, I really do believe. We could pray for them and pray with them. Um, I had a very moving experience. My nephew in, um, uh, came over from Canada. He hadn't seen his grandparents for, oh, ages. He, since he was 13, he's now about 28. So quite a long time. And he's quite an intense um, Christian. And uh, he and his wife came to see my parents. And they they're bit too frail to look after them so I was like the butler you know doing the sandwiches and making sure it was all very nice and um, my uh, my nephew is uh, said hey why don't we share our testimonies he said to my he said hey Nana and Grandpa I really like to know how you became Christians I thought well that's interesting I'm going to listen to it you know what I mean and and uh, yeah they told him and they he shared his testimony and then then at the end he said hey Nana, Nana and Grandpa Let's pray together, you know. And uh, I was there. I, I came out with my butler role and joined in. And it was so moving. My dad, myself, and, and his grandson were all able to be in the same room just praying together, which was a, a, a great kind of joy and a blessing. How can we enable our children or the younger people in our community to honor us? Um, well, let's realize that although we have a right to be honored, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with winning honor, is there? I think that's something, and that's true right the way. Like, let's try and win them. You know, if you're finding young people difficult, win them. You know? <laughs> Love them. Find ways. Uh, honest and fair boundaries people talk about. Taking time to listen. I think to be open at an age-appropriate time about the struggles we have as, as, as family, as parents. We need to praise them. Praise them. Show them love. Don't make assumptions. You know, the, I think this whole thing about um, intergenerational stuff within the family. I love it that Joy Longley plays chess with some of the teenagers occasionally. It's a brilliant thing. And, it, you know, uh, let's see more of that kind of thing happening. Anyway, I think we need to stop. Do we? Yes. Good. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed. Thank you for all your contributions. Um, uh, We'll I'll put these questions into the home groups this week. So I think that's, we'll, we'll take it forward like that. Thank you. Let's go back.